Welcome back to Hicks Field in Tolono, Illinois, home of the Unity Rockets. And the Rockets have a little home cooking going here at halftime. 28-18 to 18 is our score. The rival St. Joseph Ogden Spartans are in town. And these teams traded the lead back and forth in the early stages. But Unity taking firm command late in the first half, the last couple of seconds. They score a touchdown, extra point good to go ahead by 10. I'm Joey Wright, joined by our guest analyst this evening, Ken Reefsteck. And Ken, uh, really, but first of all, before we get back into the, the uh, into the nitty gritty and preview the second half, I appreciate you doing this tonight. Oh. This has been a lot of fun so far. Well, it's been a long time since I've been behind the microphone. That's for sure. Once, uh, once a, a radio voice in town, you've had a, a distinguished career at uh, Thomas Mamer, law firm here in town uh, in Champaign. But before that, a couple radio stations, right? Parkland's radio station, WDWS yep. at one point. Right, WJTX, AM 1580. You mentioned you did some Illinois games back before the Learfield Network was in there place. There were a couple also, of Illinois yeah. baseball games that we did. Um, Central Illinois Collegiate League in baseball. You were on the call, you mentioned, for our Colas football state championship in 1985, one of a couple yeah. of state championships they've won. 85? About 85 or yeah. 86. That was at Bloomington and uh, or at ISU at the time. And it's go going back, is it back there? Now it is. is. It is back at Han Hancock uh, Field for the first time, Hancock Stadium for the first time and uh, however long used to rotate between DeKalb and Champaign. So <laughs> that's a good change. It had snowed the night before and we were in a corrugated metal auxiliary press box for that game and it just refrigerated the opposite problem that you had last week yeah last week was hot I, were you at the prairie central game last week here at Hicks? good call it was hot hot and rainy last week both teams winners one week ago unity in a uh, 27 to 12 decision against prairie central and st joseph ogden you heard it on light rock 97.5 a 40 to 14 winner against monticello at home when the weather came through, it affected about every game in central Illinois at the same time. I did not leave Monticello until 1 o'clock, I don't think. It was a late night for sure. Gearing up for a good one here in the second half. 28-18 is our score. Got about a minute and 10 seconds left in the halftime warm-up period. So Ken, what caught your eye in that first half? It was a back-and-forth affair. Uh, basically, it's been all offense. The uh, well, Unity, I think, has uh, been stopped on two drives in St. Joe, maybe three, and one of those, uh, they were hampered by penalties. So it's really been a story of offense. It's uh, And it's been conservative passing offense. There's been a lot of completions. Not a lot of home run balls thrown. You're right. It's been a lot of out routes, comeback routes, a lot of screens, especially for St. Joseph Ogden. It's really basically cool. a running game. Yeah. It's a, it's a controlled running game through the air. Dane Eisenmanger and Logan Smith both throwing, but not for anything substantial. 15 seconds left in the halftime break. Scott Hamilton talking to his return team. Unity will return the second half kickoff. St. Joseph Ogden will kick off, trailing by 10, 28 to 18. Ken, I'll put you on the spot. One key for both teams. What's Unity have to do to land the plane? and? 
get the job done? What does St. Joseph Hogan well, have to Unity do? Unity just has to get a stop uh, on a drive or two, and the earlier it happens, the better off they'll be. And St. Joe really just needs to do the same thing. If there's a defense that can dominate in the second half, they'll win this football game, I think. We've yet to see the defenses take over. St. Joseph Ogden needing a stop here on its defense's first opportunity in the second half. Unity could take a three-score lead with a touchdown and an extra point. It's probably going to come down to whatever adjustments the coaches are able to make and succeed at in the second half. Listening to the conversation here in the press box at Hicks Field beforehand, it was said, and I believe it, there's no coach better than making halftime adjustments than Scott Hamilton. He's had a lot of seasons with double-digit wins in his career, and that's saying something when you play a nine-game schedule. Okay, when you've had a 30-year career <laughs> and you often see that 10, 11, 12 mark in the win column. They go deep into the playoffs when they go. Year in and year out. He's only missed the playoffs once since the mid-'90s. Here's the return and space in unity looking good right out of the gates in the second half. Big return to the 45-yard line, the return man. Braden Henry, the sophomore, number five in maroon, making an impact. And, Ken, that was the storyline heading into the season for the Unity Rockets. They've got a great senior core, about 13, 14 seniors on this roster that make an impact. But this sophomore class is the real deal. They've been talking about this class for some time, and uh, so far it appears to be as advertised. It starts with the quarterback. Dane Eisenmenger looking really good tonight, and he is ready to march back out onto the field and we have a flag down on the far side try and keep it going and that flag can is going to back the rockets <laughs> way up back down to the 15 yard line on the right hash and that was way away from the play too and that's got to be frustrating for scott hamilton and this unity rockets coaching staff this drive will now start at the 15, 85 yards in front of the Rockets. They'll move right to left. There are 11 minutes and 52 seconds to play. This is the first play from scrimmage of the third quarter. Low snap to Eisenmenger. St. Joe going for the fumble. They won't get it yet. Past the 20 is the ball carrier looking for the 24-yard line. They'll give them the 23. And that was me back on the first carry. St. Joe stood him straight up. They couldn't quite put the hit on him to quash his momentum. Meebach gains eight, second down and two as the third quarter now officially underway. Ten-point lead for the Rockets, trying to build on that. We'll see if they can. Braxton Waller calling out an audible for the Spartans' defensive line. It is another carry up the middle to the 25-yard line. That's where the line to gain is. We'll see if it's enough to move the chains. They might have to call on the chain gang here, Ken. We'll see. It's right at the 25. And they're going to set the ball with the nose right on the yard line. And it is enough for our referee, Shane Moline, to look down the 25, see where the marker is, and give the signal. No measurement necessary. First down and 10 for Unity. With 10.58 to play. Eisenmenger rolls right out of the gun. Off his back foot, throw to Porter is caught in front of the Spartans bench on the right side of the field. Up past the 30 to the 31. 
St. Joe had a lot to contend with. He had two hot receivers on that side of the field. Both of them appeared to be open. Ken, I'm not sure if Aiden Porter's ever taken ballet lessons or <laughs> tap dancing, but we've seen him on the sideline a couple of times tonight getting those feet in bounds. His routes seem to head right towards the sideline. Porter on that out route has been lethal tonight. Lines up on the other side of the field here. He's one of two wide receivers left, one right. Meback has a fullback in front of him and a halfback to his right. Goes to the tailback. Flag is in on the handoff, and they'll spin him way back. Braxton Waller shoving him backwards. Had some help from so, Mitchell somebody, Wright. Somebody on the unity right side took off a little soon, I think. That'll be a false start, and they'll drop unity back five yards. Back to second down and nine. Want to thank real quick, while we've got a break in the action, Jason Liggett back in our Champagne studio. You heard him at halftime with a scoreboard update. Doing a good job of keeping us on the air, making sure everything's going to plan. Appreciate his help. Also a call to the News Gazette sports team. Scott Ritchie is here tonight at Hicksfield. Matt Daniels and Joe Vizelli back in our newsroom. Hard at work, tracking down scores and laying out tomorrow's paper. Looking forward to reading more about this one tomorrow and Checking out scores and stats from all around the area. Tomorrow's News Gazette. Three wide receivers for Eisenmenger on third and four. Rolls right, pass oh. tipped. It is intercepted, and St. Joseph Ogden has the first turnover of the night. It was tipped, and the tip drill is one. I believe that was Rowan Musselman that came down with it. And the Spartans force a turnover. They pick off Eisenmenger for the first time tonight. When that ball got tipped, it went straight up in the air. And in time, Eisenmenger will learn to avoid throwing it right toward the defender, maybe put a little touch on a pass like that. But still, once it gets tipped, it's anyone's game. <laughs> Musselman wins. That's a huge stop for St. Joseph Ogden. And we'll see if they can cut this deficit back to three or perhaps two with a two-point conversion. They are on the field at the 39-yard line, already in Unity territory. Play action, Smith, here's a trick play. Taylor was already in motion as he caught it up the left sideline, passes the 30, looking for the 25. They'll give him the 27. I lost complete track of that. I was surprised when I saw the ball go back to the sideline that deep. Coy Taylor, I'm with you, Ken. I didn't see exactly where he lined up, but Coy Taylor must have lined up 15 yards behind the line, <laughs> took off running. He was already in full stride when he caught the pass. And it's now second down and five for St. Joseph Ogden to the 34-yard line. In motion, Tim Blackburn Kelly left to right. And Smith rolls. Screen pass looking for Wirtz. Left side flat. Wirtz past the 25. Looking for the 20. Drags a man down to the 17. It looked like Unity had that sniffed out and then couldn't execute. We have seen a lot of throw from both quarterbacks, not Smith or Eisenmenger in particular, but I feel like a lot of throws tonight have come off that back foot. And that's dangerous, but they're making it work so far. Only one interception tonight. Here's Smith. And two flags come in on the snap. And I think Coy Taylor lined up offside over there on the left side. He was the receiver in front of his own bench, the only one on the left side of the field, and they'll mark the Spartans back five yards on that infraction.
first and 15, 22 yard line. 9.35 and the clock runs. St. Joseph Ogden trails, 28-18. They need a score here to keep pace with the Rockets. Forced a turnover on the Rockets' first drive of the half. And here is a keeper for Logan Smith. Rolls right past the 15, spinning. And corkscrews down to the 11. Player slow to get up for Unity. We'll hope he's okay. And now popping up is Brock Sutting. He got stepped on. Wants to stay in the game, and he will. At least that's the indication. Clock briefly stops, second and five. Unity's 10-point deficit could get a lot slimmer here if the Spartans can finish this drive. Four on the right side for the Spartans. Coy Taylor, the lone receiver near side. It's a screen for Kelly. He's got a convoy, 10, looking for the far pylon. Crosses the five, pardon me, and he's got the three. Joseph Ogden, a little more than Unity can, has been willing to dial up a couple of these trick plays. Yeah, and I, they really don't need to. I don't even know if I'd call them trick plays. I would just call them a little creative, perhaps. <laughs> Although we've seen Unity get a little creative with its quarterback situation. Eisenmenger's played the majority of the game, but when they've needed a runner, Eric Meebach has come in. First and goal from the four now. Keeper for Smith up the middle. Line surges forward. He is in. Touchdown, Spartans. Logan Smith on a rushing touchdown. That's a sentence that's been said a lot this season. He has cut it to a four-point deficit, 28-24. 8-29 left for the third. Joe Frasca's extra point could trim it to three. Nothing fancy about that play. It just ran it up the left tackle. Having seen every second of St. Joseph Ogden's season so far, dating back to week one against Monticello, Ken, it's really a situation where it seems like their end zone starts at the five because they've been almost automatic getting Logan Smith into the end zone on a design keeper from anything closer than that. As Frasca knocks in the extra point, we have... A 28-25 score, 8.29 left for the third. Well, St. Joe did what they needed to do. They had a stop on defense with the interception and then converted it to a touchdown. Talked to Matt Franks at halftime. He brought up the middle line Night Conference. Comes to Unity from Morton. Uh, matchup of state interest in the 6A class as my phone falls off the table. Washington and Kankakee are scoreless at halftime. Two 6A ranked teams. As they announce the 50-50 winning raffle ticket. Ken, did you I did your not. ticket? I did not see anyone tonight. It probably, From the looks of the crowd, it's probably a pretty good sum. Great crowd on hand here at Hicks Field. The visiting section completely full. Temporary fences that line both end zones, completely full of spectators, and the home side bleachers well stocked with Unity fans. Dare I say completely full as well. Joe Frasca 
on for the kickoff for St. Joseph Ogden. Spartans trail 28-25. We'll see what Unity can do as they look to build a three-point lead. Kickoff is dropped. That's going to give the Spartans gunners an advantage, and they will in that return shy of a 20. I'll spot it at the 20, pardon me, and the return man there, Trey Hogard, did a nice job of recovering his losses, getting it at least back to the 20 for a, 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 what essentially will be a touchback. I believe that's twice now, Ken. I've seen Hogard buff the kickoff, though. Yeah, he dropped one on the other side on along about the 10. So 80 yards in front of the Rockets. It is first and 10. They lead 28-25, 8.23 left in the third, and a quick strike from Eisenmenger to Meebach, quarterback to quarterback, and Meebach's got it at the 25. They'll stop his forward progress. He never gets tackled. Two Spartans in on that, Rowan Musselman and Corbin Wells. Give him the 32. Second down and three coming up as we cross under eight minutes to play in the third frame. Three-point game, Eisenmenger, empty backfield, low snap, three-step drop, now a bootleg right, high pass to the sideline, Aiden Porter catches it and dances out of bounds to avoid an oncoming Corbin Wells. There was nobody around him. At some point, we'll see if St. Joseph Ogden makes that adjustment tonight, but at some point, Opposing defenses are going to look at this film and realize, hey, we've got to cover Aiden Porter all the way out to the <laughs> sideline. Because Aiden Porter has been all over the field and always seems to be open when he's in front of the white sideline. Third down and two, 28-yard line, and a run up the middle. Here's some space and a drop shoulder across the middle from Eric Meebach. He's got a first down and then some. Nears midfield up to the 42-yard line. Holden Brazelton in on the stop. Fresh set of downs for Unity. They move the chains to the 42-yard line. Clock runs at 740, and the Rockets are in business. Rockets offense awaits the call from the sideline. It'll take a little longer with the sophomore quarterback, undoubtedly. And here is Dane Eisenmenger. Rolls left. In trouble. Has to cut his losses and run out of bounds toward his teammates. Unity sideline. He got back to the line. Nothing more. He actually lost one yard on that. Second and 11 coming up. That's only the third or fourth tackle for a loss amongst both teams tonight. Both teams by and large have moved forward. You're right, Ken. There haven't been a lot of negative plays. There have been some untimely penalties, but usually these teams go north more than south. Scott Hamilton wants a timeout, and he'll take it. With 7.14 left to play in the third. So now down to two for Unity, three Still on the board for St. Joseph Ogden. Reset it for you. 7-14 left, third quarter. Unity has the ball at its own 41, facing second and 11. They're driving right to left, and they are leading 28-25. Three-point lead. Unity led 
most of the first quarter and a half, led by as many as 11 points. It was 14-3 at one point. St. Joseph Ogden stormed back and took an 18-14 lead. Since then, it's been mostly unity. Rockets scored at the end of the half to take a 10-point lead, but St. Joseph Ogden, an interception on the Rockets' first drive of the third quarter, led to a touchdown, a Logan Smith rush. And now on second and long, the Spartans looking for their second consecutive stop. I don't think we've seen uh, Richardson this half for the Rockets. He's standing off his side. Richardson. It's been in and out tonight. We weren't sure if we were going to see if we were going to see him. We did see him. Went down with an injury. He's been in and out since. Here's Eisenmenger rolling left, pass broken up, intended for Jay Saunders. But Garrett Denhart gets in and breaks it up in third down and 11. Now looms large before the Rockets at their own 41. Their lead is three. Still plenty of time left in this one. And Ken, I would think if they don't get this one, they'll have to punt it. I, I think they will. Three wide receivers for the Rockets, and Eisenmenger rolls right. Eisenmenger looking down the field. Nobody's home. He was looking for Aiden Porter, but Porter was about five yards shy of where that pass wound up on the sidelines, and that pass sailed well into the St. Joseph Ogden bench right side of the field. I think he was just throwing that away. I think he was. There was no chance for anybody to get a hand on that one. Better than a turnover. Smart call by the sophomore to cut his losses. Fourth down and 11 at the 41, and the Rockets will punt in all likelihood here. Seven minutes and three seconds left to play in the third. And a high punt from Eric Meback. Spiral punt. Coy Taylor touches it at the 20. He's got to recover it. He dives on it at the 10. Near disaster. But Taylor is able to fall on it, and the Spartans will have a long field in front of them as they drive from our left to our right. He had his arm up to fair catch, and on a lateral sprint, he'd have been wise just to let that one go altogether, I think. It appears patriotism. America, 4th of July, perhaps. The theme of the Rockets student section tonight. There's an American flag waving, a Unity, a Unity Rockets flag next to it that they've unfurled at times tonight. And Unity's student section undoubtedly will cheer its defense on as they've got a chance to back the Spartans up. Spartans start at their own eight. So 92 yards in front of the Spartans as they trail by three. 6.54 left in the third quarter. And Logan Smith. Again, it's that formation with four wideouts to the left side of the field. Tim Blackburn Kelly, lone man to the right. Here is Smith. Spiral down the field, caught by Seams. Up past the 35. Brought down between the numbers and the sideline on the left side of the field. It's a first down and plenty more for the Spartans. Great throw from Smith. Looks like all he had to do was throw that to an area. There were any one of three receivers who could have got to it. Got rid of that quick. He had the ball for no more than a second or two before he lofted it down to the 30-yard line. Seems yards after catch down to the 37. And here's that play to Taylor again. Taylor takes off from... Some 15 yards behind the line, catches it in stride. This time not nearly as successful. 
gain of two. That's incomplete. He throws it out of bounds. They'll lose 10 yards. Taylor had to run quite the ways to gain two yards there. Here's another screen. Tim Blackburn, Kelly, backwards pass. That ball is loose at the 20 and recovered by Unity. There's a flag down. I, I didn't see what it might have been. It's in the area where it could have been a hold. Spartans offense jogging off the field. Ethan Reifstack was the one that fell on it. If it stands, it's a turnover, and Unity will have the ball inside the red zone. Costly turnover if it stands for the Spartans. The penalties decline, and the first turnover for St. Joseph Ogden's offense. Cost the Rockets, or cost the Spartans big, I should say. Each team's traded turnovers here in the second half. Costly ones at that, although St. Joseph Ogden. Well, I guess St. Joseph Ogden did score a touchdown off that first turnover. So now we'll see what the Rockets can do. Here's a play with six minutes and nine seconds left. Keeper right for Meebach. Meebach on the carry, 10-yard line, brought down at the right hash at the eights. I think you're just going to see Unity continue to do that with the success that they've had. Not only will it run time off the clock, but they go up another score here if they do score. Or are they on the 7, 10? Second down and one now for Unity. Ball on the 9. They haven't quite moved the chains. In fact, we're going to bring the chains out to measure this one. Unity says they've got a first down. Let's see. It's going to be oh so close as this happens down at the nine-yard line. Still no confirmation. Unity, I see some hands going up. The players think they've got a first down and a first and goal, and they do, and the crowd roars. Give Unity the eight and a first and goal. And the Rockets with a three-point lead, 28-25. Clock ticks down under six minutes. They've got a chance to go back ahead by two scores as we're under 18 minutes to play in regulation. Not a lot of room for the Rockets to operate. Stack box for the Spartans. Here's a halfback dive. Meebach up the middle. Looking right. Big gain, and Meebach's got the three. St. Joe really hasn't shown an ability to stop that particular play. How aggressive do you have to be here if you're St. Joseph Ogden? I think you've got to try to rip that ball out and try to kind of manufacture something. That unity line on the right side has been doing a pretty good job. Unity Rockets making a case for our U of I Army ROTC offensive line of the week. If they could pound this thing in, it would give them a nine-point lead with an extra point to follow. So Unity essentially looking down the barrel of a 10-point lead. Here's a handoff. Keeper right, wrapped up and brought down short of the goal line as the ball carrier. That was Meebach again on the carry. Good job by the Spartans' defensive line to hold. Meebach gained one yard. It's third and goal from the two. 4.35 to play. Three-point lead for Unity. See a backfield with Sutting back in there. A 
brought Sutting in when they've needed a powerful runner. Sutting, star linebacker for the Rockets. Back in, Meebach, the quarterback. Second down, third down, pardon me, and goal from the three, and Sutting is in. Touchdown, Rockets. Untouched. The seas parted, the offensive line cleared some space for Sutting, and the fireworks mean the Rockets are an extra point away from a 10-point lead with 4.13 to play in the third. You know, when Unity was uh, headed towards the west end, they brought in Sutting, and they didn't hand it to him once. He scored early in the game in the goal line. It's almost as if St. Joe wasn't expecting him to take the ball. Here's Emerson Bailey on the extra point. It is up and it is good. I believe there have been a couple of occasions. I've called that Deacon Moore the kicker, but I believe that's been Emerson Bailey on all the uh, extra points for the Rockets. And he has another one there. And now, Ken, we're looking. At a 10-point ball game again, 35-25. Not over by any means, but Unity takes a step towards putting this one, uh, well, I controlling this one is what I'm looking for. You know, we thought that it uh, would be whoever could get the stop, and then both teams ended up getting the stop. And so that evened out. Both teams scored off turnovers. That was a cost. I mean, both turnovers were costly. Certainly they both led to points, but... St. Joseph Ogden, if this one doesn't break their way, they are really going to want that red zone fumble back. That was a screen pass gone wrong, backwards pass from Smith, and you throw that pass, the downside is you've really got no chance to recover. Uh, it, and they came out in the second half and really took the momentum away from Unity there briefly. They'll have to fight to get it back. Again, still plenty of time for the Rockets uh, and the Spartans make mistakes and make some plays. As the scoreboard has gone out, not displaying the time or score, this happened, there it is, pops back on. I understand, Ken, that happened last week where the scoreboard wasn't operational well, and they had to keep the time on the field. From the uh, comments I heard behind us, that might have been an operator error there. <laughs> Every high school game's good for a couple of those, right? Here's a return, Tim Blackburn Kelly, 20-yard line, left side. Wrapped up and brought down. Crowd loves that one. They halt Blackburn Kelly, shy of the 20. And so St. Joseph Ogden will start this drive, down 10. 4.05 left here in the third quarter. Now, when you reverse once, you have the element of surprise. It might catch somebody off guard, but once you're ready for it, it, it's really not that difficult to defend, and it wasn't there for Unity. Shotgun trips light, trips right, trips, well, trips left. How about that for Smith, who pitches it in front of him to the up man, Coy Taylor. Taylor looking for space right. Taylor passed the 25, brought down before he could safely get to the sideline by Brock Sutting, who chased him all the way down to the Unity sideline. St. Joe ran a counter there. Um, I was told to expect a lot more of that uh, tonight. And I don't recall them uh, running the counter before in this game. See how deep the Spartans get into their playbooks here with a 10-point deficit. 3.57 left for the third quarter. Halfback dive up the gut. Justice Wirtz, right hash. 
We'll have enough for the first down up to the 31. Needed the 30. That'll move the chains for the Spartans. Checking out is Riker Lockhart. Appears to be a little confusion. Officials talking to the chain gang, and now they will move the chains. I think that's what caused that delay, Ken. I think, yeah. Like a first down. The chain gang didn't move. Clearly a first down. And now the new line that St. Joe needs to get to as they drive to our right is the 42. And a carry here for Wirtz. Halfback sweep, looking right. Gets to the 35, so a gain of three. Slow and steady wins the race, it is said, Ken. And St. Joseph Ogden still has enough time where they don't need to uh, play outside of themselves. They can keep running the ball and mount kind of a slow and methodical drive. It hasn't been where the success has been early in the game, though, so I would expect some more passes on quick routes. See if Smith dials up a home run ball instead. An in around Tim Blackburn, Kelly. Kelly looked like he lost his balance as he tried to shake his defenders. Moving to the left in the backfield. And now they put themselves in a position where they really do have to pass the ball. Three minutes left in the third quarter. Third down and five for the Spartans. Two wide receivers to each side. Blackburn, Kelly next to Smith. We'll see if Smith... Uses his arm here. That's Wirtz next to Smith. Apologies. And instead, it's a short pass to Coit Taylor. First down to the 45. Taylor gets the 47. He's wrapped up and brought down. That's where the success has been and on the same side every time. Smith off to a tremendous start this season, as is Eisenmenger, and Smith put that ball exactly where he needed to. Spartans nearing midfield, 47-yard line, trailing. Penalty by 10, a flag is down before the play. It's on St. Joe from the looks of the coaches on the sideline. I saw headsets go, clipboards go. You can't do that, the chant from the fans, that's been the story for St. Joseph Ogden tonight is untimely penalties. They've largely been able to play through it, but that'll back them up, first and 15 from the 42. They haven't made it easy on themselves. Not at all. Eight yards shy of midfield. Low, Smith, and Smith has to recover it. Oh, that's up for grabs. Wounded duck, Tanner Seams is there at the 30-yard line, and he's going to get the 25 before it's all said and done. Smith recovered a low snap, lobbed one up. Seams was about five steps in front of three defenders, and they couldn't quite catch him as it was thrown well behind Seams, but he made an adjustment to bring it down. He got a lot more on that ball than I was anticipating. Strong arm. We've seen Smith make some tough throws tonight. Here is, and that's Wirtz on the carry moving right. So now it'll be second down and 11. Spartans into Unity territory. 26-yard line. Trips left, Wirtz to the left of Smith, and it is an option play. Smith keeps it himself. Smith up past the 10, middle of the field, brought down at the 8. Well, the defensive end for Unity got caught there. He over-pursued, and the play went right past him. Now a goal-to-go situation for the Spartans, who have done a marvelous job driving this one all the way into the red zone, deep in the red zone. Now here's Smith 
will hand it off to Wirtz. Doesn't have any space, right? Trying to run off tackle, and he's brought down at the line, met by three Maroon defenders. Rockets hold there, second and goal now from the eight. 30 seconds on the play clock, minute five for the game clock in the quarter. Nearing the fourth quarter, St. Joseph Ogden needs a score here, trailing by 10. Here is Smith, Uh doesn't drop back, he throws it short in zone, it is caught for a touchdown. Back pylon, left side of the end zone, It is Tanner Seams who comes down with it. He's been Logan Smith's favorite target in the end zone this season. Cannett was thrown just a little bit short. Unity's defender didn't catch who that cornerback was. Apologies. Tried to make the adjustment on it, but went right through his hands and into Seams. He got caught flat-footed, and he was there alone. And I said Smith didn't drop back. He got the snap, planted his feet, knew where he wanted to go with it, and put it where he had to. Joe Frasca's extra point is up, and it is good, and it is a three-point game again, 35-32 at Hicks Field. What's it going to take to win this, 45 points? I think it's going to be the team, sorry to sound cliche, but the team that uh, doesn't make Whoever makes the least amount of mistakes in the fourth quarter, honestly, because we've seen two costly turnovers so far. Three-point game, the way these offenses have played, I think it's, it's just going to take maybe a fumble or an interception or and some it, kind of miscue to lose this thing. This early in the season, the uh, we might see in the fourth quarter how conditioning comes to play. I don't know if St. Joe plays a lot of guys both ways, but if they do, that could work in Unity's favor because they don't do that. And, Offenses have uh, been pretty high-powered tonight. The guys that Unity does play two ways, Eric Meback, we've seen Brock Sutting in at halfback from time to time tonight. Impact players, but that's really a hallmark of this year's Unity team, and you don't see that a lot at the 3A level. Uh, Hamilton Hamilton does that a lot. Um, He tries to keep guys one way if he can. Has that edge on a lot of his opponents. St. Joseph Ogden pretty good in terms of depth, too. Although a lot of their guys, you look at Braxton Waller on the line, Coy Taylor on the defensive side, have played both ways as well. Certainly more two-way players than what Unity has. 53 seconds left as Frasca sends a left-to-right kick, booming into the air, spiraling end over end, fielded at the one-yard line. Here's a return up the right sideline. Rockets go down to the 25, and on that return, Trey Hogarth. Well, he caught that one cleanly and was able to take it up the right sideline. I thought he might be able to get a little bit more, but St. Joe did a good job in getting over. So Unity's offense will start at the 25-yard line, 75 yards in front of the Rockets, right to left. Leading by three, but needing desperately some insurance. $1,600, by the way, the 50-50 raffle jackpot. But the story within the game, they've not been able to identify a winner yet. They might have to draw another ticket. Here's the first play of the Rockets drive from the 25-yard line. Covering the ball and powering up the middle is Meback. 
And Meebach Ken in Garrett Richardson's absence tonight has gotten a lot of action at tailback. I think he's done a nice job, too. It doesn't look like Richardson will be coming back in. His helmet's off on the sideline now. He's been uh, standing over there for a while. It looks like he wants to come in, but. Here's the second play of the drive. Second and five, me back right, me back heading toward the sideline, pushed out. Had to ride somebody out of bounds. It'll be thor third and short with nine seconds left in the third. That Garrett Richardson is not on the field right now shouldn't alarm anybody. Richardson played the St. Joseph Ogden game a year ago and had a great performance in the absence of Matt Brown, star running back for the Rockets, now graduated. Brown was able to return the next week and had a terrific season. Led the Rockets to within one game of the IHSA Class 3A state championship bout. Here's a handoff to Meebach. Meebach looking. He's got a first down on a power run behind his right tackle. That'll be a first down. Clock will stop briefly with two seconds left, but I expect that to be the final play of the third. Unity would have no interest in running this. And that will end the third quarter with Unity. Nearing midfield and a three-point lead. A Great ball game so far at Hicks Field. It's a 35-32 contest. Can't wait to see how this one ends. We'll have the final quarter of regulation for you when we come back on Light Rock 97.5. It's the News Gazette Light Rock 97.5 High School Football Game of the Week. Fourth quarter coming up. Stick around. No, 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 no. At Pavlov Media, we love to say no. No lags, no hidden fees, no data caps, no contracts, no installation fees. Light up your life with Pavlov Media's fiber optic internet so you can say no to inadequate internet. Pavlov Media Fiber Internet, now available in Farmer City, Muhammad, Monticello, Savoy, and many others. Visit pavlovmedia.com backslash getfiber. That's P-A-V-L-O-V-M-E-D-I-A.com slash G-E-T-F-I-B-E-R. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Light Rock 97.5 and the News Gazette present our high school football game of the week. Got you back just in time for the fourth quarter. Unity with a third down and three on its own 32. Handoff to Eric Meebach. He's wrapped up and brought down. Braxton Waller in on the stop with a couple of teammates. Chief among the helpers. Ray Gutierrez. And just as quickly as that happens, it'll be, I believe, uh, pardon me, Ken, that was uh, an erroneous uh, mark. That was not third down. That was first down. Here's second down and 11 coming up. The scoreboard hadn't reset, and I got thrown off. Second and 11 coming up here for the Rockets. And Eisenmenger throws out to the flat Aiden Porter. Porter slips past one defender, brought down by a second as he crosses the line to gain 49-yard line opposite the line of scrimmage. Unity driving 
left to right, has a fresh set of downs. He just kept churning and churning, and it ended up getting him two or three more yards. Porter is having a night. Eisenmenger with him. He's thrown an interception on a tip pass, but has also engineered a couple of masterful unity drives. Sophomore looking really good. We'll call his name a lot for the next three years. First down and 10. Unity's on the St. Joe 47. Left to right drive and a handoff to Meback. Meback brought down by Waller at the 45. One of the Unity linemen is a little disgusted with himself. He missed a block and might have been able to pick up a few more on that. Now second and eight at the 45. And tough to miss a block against this St. Joe team, any team, I suppose. But St. Joe doesn't have a lot of size, but the likes of Waller and Gutierrez, tough bunch up front. They'll make you pay. Unity did gain yards on that play. It's second and eight, and here's a play action. Meback, three-step drop, looking over the middle, has Porter. Porter into a sea of three Spartan defenders, but that's well after the fact. That was a nice throw, and it was a nice catch right at his face mask in stride. Porter up past the 25 to the 24-yard line. Unity knocking on the door of the red zone. They'll wind the clock for the first down. Ten minutes left. In the fourth, Unity looking to go ahead by a second score, make it a 10-point ball game with a touchdown and an extra point. Their lead right now, 35-32. Three wide receivers for Eisenmenger, but it's a handoff to his running back, Aiden Porter, flagged down in the backfield. I think Ken's right. That's going to be a hold. That's a shame. Eisenmenger, or rather, uh, me back there, worked really hard on that to get a first down. Very physical run that'll come off. Now that was about three yards into the run. And that'll take that first down gain away from the Rockets and send them back to That's where they mark it off. Should be first and 18 coming up, and they will mark it down at the 33. Quick note, if you missed the entirety of this broadcast or you want to check it out later on, we'll get this up as a podcast on our website afterwards. I mean, we get paid twice. <laughs> yeah, I wish. Here's Eisenmanger <laughs> on a rural ride. Eisenmanger chucking it down to Porter incomplete on the sideline. And so that will stop the play clock and game clock. Well, it'll stop the game clock anyways at 929, fourth quarter. Unity's quest for a two-score lead has been set back a little. It'll be second and 19, 33-yard line. Driving off to our right. A lot of Unity Rockets fans behind that end zone. They're approaching. Student section down to our left, watching intently. You can feel the pressure ramping up. Nerves starting to set in in the bleachers. Trips right for Eisenmenger. Me back to his left, Eisenmenger drops, drops his shoulder, pump fake, open. Porter in zone, can't catch up with it, it's incomplete. On the near right pylon, Porter had a touchdown if he got a better jump. Just overthrew him a little bit. 
Porter on the near pylon couldn't make it happen. And who do you put that on? Uh, I, I guess not really. You don't want to be well, too I, critical, right? But Porter, he could if he could have caught up with it, and if Eisenmenger could have taken a little off of it. I think Eisenmenger's eyes got a little big with him wide open, and he overthrew him a little bit. And you'd probably chalk that up to sophomore and his second or third time seeing the field at the varsity level, right? Just Although any quarterback could make that yeah, mistake, yeah. getting a little too excited. Third down and 19, 33-yard line. Clock stopped at 9:24. Unity leading by three, and it is a carry for Meback, and Meback is tripped up and brought down, and St. Joseph Ogden's bench loves it. They're fired up. It'll be fourth down and long. Fourth and about 17 for the Rockets as the clock runs at just north of nine minutes left to play. fourth quarter, clock ticking. Unity's going to go for it. Fourth and 18 from the St. Joe, 32. 35-32 is Unity's lead. They're going to kick it. Quick kick. Eisenmenger decides to punt it. Mm -hmm. And he almost keeps it out of the end zone. It bounces at the one. It rolls into the end zone. A touchback for St. Joseph Ogden. Spartans could go down and take the lead. With a touchdown here, 80 yards in front of them, a right-to-left drive coming up. 8.35 left for the fourth. Can win, lose, or draw, this has got to be everything you'd want in a St. Joe Unity game. It's – then they've played, they played well. It's been um, – St. Joe's made uh, some mistakes and penalties, but it's been a relatively clean played game, especially for this early in the season. Two well-coached teams. St. Joseph Ogden looking to climb back atop the Illini Prairie Conference Mountain. Unity looking to keep it rolling, and Unity. Mm. Right when I said that. Jumping on the line is Alex Vecchio, 72 in maroon. So that'll give St. Joe a free five yards as they start this drive. Reset it for you before the drive. 32 points for St. Joe, trailing Unity's 35, 8.35 to play. Ball now on the Unity, or I should say on the St. Joe 25. First and five. Smith, five-step drop, steps up in the pocket, firing one down the sideline. He's got Coy Taylor, and Taylor's got a first down past the 45. Taylor had a step on Ethan Reefsteck, who tried to stay with him, but Taylor won the race. That First was a down. perfectly thrown ball. Smith put it where he had to. Spartans quick to the line. They'll send four to the left side. They'll wind the clock. It runs at 8.25, three-point game. And St. Joe into Unity territory at the 43. And here's a, a pitch. Hold. Tim Blackburn Kelly. On a screen. Yeah. Flag is down late. Should be a hold. It's 22 held. Took him to the ground, as a matter of fact. That'll be Tanner Seams, the guilty party in all likelihood. Can't believe it. Exchanges a word with his center there. Well, Ken, you said a minute ago it was a well-played game, yeah. and since then we've had two flags. I jinxed him. 
one against each side. False start against Unity earlier, and a hold wipes out a big Tim Blackburn-Kelly gain on a screen pass. And so that will make it first down and forever. March this one back to the 49, back across midfield. So 51 yards in front of the Spartans, still is first down, and 19. 8-12 for the ball game, they trail by three. Same formation, we've seen a bunch, two wide receivers to each side. Smith out of the shotgun, and Justice Wirtz is one step ahead of him. He is about five yards behind his center, Braxton Waller. Here's Smith. Dropping back in the pocket, forced to roll right, being pursued by two defenders, throws this one away. It's nearly picked on a great dive. That was an ill-advised pass. I think he was trying to get rid of it, but he really threw it up for grabs. Trey Hogarth, the sophomore, would have endeared himself to generations of Rockets fans <laughs> had he made that catch. He almost dove after it and got the pick. Instead, falls harmlessly to the turf. Second and 19. Shotgun trips right, a tight end for Logan Smith. Same formation, Taylor catches it in motion. He was 15 yards behind the line, and he gets to the 50. Ken, I think that's the kind of play that works once or twice, yeah. but they're making Coy Taylor run an awful lot for a gain of one or two on those plays. Whatever. If you can get the blocks, I guess, that's, yeah. that's the way to And they're in the same formation again. So for reference, the line of scrimmage now the 50. It's third and 18. Coy Taylor, we've got a timeout on the field, but Coy Taylor was lined up at the 30. So he's 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. The idea there is to let him take off before the snap and get some, hopefully some blocks come in quickly after the snap. And he's able to kind of pick and choose his lanes with an advantage. Played out that way once, but hasn't really come to fruition for St. Joe since. Well, in that time, it only went for seven or eight yards. Yeah, it worked, but it wasn't like a it home run touchdown wildly play. successful. Yeah. See if they go back to that or if they mix it up here. Out of the timeout, it'll be third down and 18. 7-19 left to play for the fourth. Unity 35, St. Joseph Ogden 32. If you're just joining us, we've seen some lead changes tonight, but... St. Joseph Ogden has not led since it was an 18-14 score. Since then, they've been trailing Unity, trying to climb the hurdle. This drive represented their best chance, but it's third and 18, ball is at midfield. Three-point game, Unity is driving right to left. Four wide receivers, everybody's lined up reasonably close to the line of scrimmage here. Smith, four wideouts and a tight end, empty backfield. Here's the snap. Here's a quick strike to Coy Taylor. We'll get back to the original line of scrimmage. That's about all he'll get. So, Canyon, you're the 40-yard line here. You're down by three. There's only seven minutes left to play. Do you go for it on fourth and ten? I wouldn't. St. Joe still has all three of its timeouts. Unity down to one. But it looks like they are going for it. Unless it's a quick kick, it's going to be a fourth down conversion attempt. Here's Logan Smith. Here's that play for Taylor. There's Taylor's going to pass it. He's winding it up down the field and is caught by Seams to the five. First and goal, St. Joseph Ogden. 
Well, I guess that's why you continue to run that play. There's the formation where Coy Taylor lines up 20 yards behind everybody. And he uncorked a pass down the field to Tanner Seams, who's been the Spartans' most reliable target so far this season. First and goal, six-yard line, under seven minutes to play. in a three-point game with the Spartans on the south end of that. Needing a score here to take the lead. That went for a gain of about 25, all told. A little more than that, call it 35. Here's Logan Smith, seems next to him, play action. Smith, keeper left, Smith across the five, Smith to the goal line, he is into the end zone, touchdown. Logan Smith on a keeper. Spartans back out in front, 38-35. Smith from six yards out, and the extra point would make it a four-point game. That happened all very quickly. That's got to be deflating for Unity. You go from oh, they had him deep. third and 18, I think it was. And then St. Joseph Ogden caps that drive with a touchdown. Flags come in before Frasca's extra point. Somebody on the left side move for St. Joe. And so that will back Frasca's extra point up. to the eight-yard line. Big extra point here. Would make it a four-point game, would take a field goal off the table. Frasca, been really good on his extra points tonight, has not missed one. And Frasca, good snap, good hold, and the kick is no good. I jinxed him, it's wide right. I think that would have, it looked like to me it would have been good for 40, but it Being a kicker, such a mentally taxing position. And you have to wonder if that false start took a little bit off of Frasca. I don't think that you're probably going to be in a situation where you'll see Unity trying to tie up a game with a field goal anyway. So, Fair point. <laughs> we have seen on the X and Emerson Bailey's been good tonight. He had one blocked early. But you're right, I think uh, if Scott Hamilton had the choice of something from extra point range or going for a touchdown to win the game, might as well go for it. At home. So here we are, six minutes and 31 seconds left. St. Joseph Ogden 38, Unity 35. What a rivalry game in Hicks Field tonight. Joey Wright, Ken Reefstack, Jason Liggett is in our studio. Scott Ritchie of the News Gazette is here with a story to come. Matt Daniels and Joe Vazelli back in the News Gazette's newsroom. Hard at work cranking out tomorrow's paper as scores start to become final. Here we go. Here is a kick fielded inside the five-yard line by Unity and a little bit of space on the return up the middle, but not much. Trey Hogarth on the return. Up past the 20. And it's down at the 23. Oh. 
What do you think these players are feeling right now, Ken? Do you feel the pressure here, or at this point, are you in your office not really letting anything bother <laughs> you? Well, they've been in this type of situation a lot. I think that Hamilton's got them prepared. St. Joe's going to be prepared. And business as usual. Here we go. Let's see who's got the better finish. 626 from the 23. That's going a long way. Left to right. Good block. Good carry. Dropping the shoulder. A great carry to start things out for the Unity Rockets. Halen Daly, the senior, 26 in maroon. Huge carry. We've not called his name tonight, Ken, but he comes into the game in a big spot and nearly gets the Rockets to midfield. <laughs> Come on in and pick up 20. Daly's offensive line really part of the seas for him there. And let's see, 6.06 now to play. Rockets approaching midfield, goes to Daly again. Daly slips past more defenders and crosses midfield and is down at the 45. Like a New set of downs. A fresh set of legs. Daly looks like he's moving 20, 30% faster than anyone else on the field, those two carries. Unity in two plays has gone from their own 23 to the St. Joe 45. 38-35, the score. St. Joe's defense trying to hold on, batting down the hatches. Rockets are going to have a say here. Emerson Bailey, I see him warming the leg up on the bench. Let's see, here's a throw. Aiden Porter, the catch. Porter looking for the 40. They'll give him the 41. It's a gain of four on a pass from Eisenmenger to Porter. St. Joe's in a four-man front defensively. They don't want to get anything behind them or in the flats, it looks like, which seems to have opened up the running game up the middle for Daly. Daly having a great drive after a quiet game to this point. Second and six, three-point game. Again to Daly up the middle, looking for space. Doesn't have nearly as much as he had before. He gains three. Third and three coming up for the Rockets as we go under five minutes to play, 4.50, and a player down just shy of the new line of scrimmage looks like Braxton Waller. He's got a cramp. That's a big piece for the St. Joseph Ogden defensive line. He's moving around, trainer helping him out, trying to get up, and he's he made a great effort to get up and couldn't quite do it. He's got an old-fashioned hamstring cramp, I think. Trainer working on him down there at the 40-yard line. Talked with Braxton Waller a lot this offseason. He's one of a couple of players that Sean Skinner routinely makes available to chat. Logan Smith among that group. Coy Taylor as well. Braxton's father, Steve Waller, the athletic director at Urbana High School. They'll be in action tomorrow against Peoria Notre Dame in Peoria. 11 o'clock kickoff. Richwoods High School. Waller still down on the field, getting his leg worked on. Spartans are back out on the field, and the Rockets are coming out on the field as well. And they will now help Waller up, and he will jog off the field under his own power. Good to see, and we'll hope to see him at some point here. moving forward. Maybe he was just buying his teammates a rest, trying to get the defense off the field. Well, he convinced me that it hurt. <laughs> it didn't look good. Here's a third down and short. Third and three. 
Rockets driving left to right. Here we go. Unity needs this third down, although probably four down territory from the 38-yard line. St. Joe stacks the box. Low snap. Here's a handoff up the middle to Sutting. Brock Sutting, the linebacker. Battle at the 35-yard line. That's what he needed. Sutting says he's got it. They'll mark it down right at the 35. I think they'll give it to him. And they do. Unity has a first down. 4.40 to play. They trail by three. Now firmly in SJO territory. Trips left out of the shotgun. Meback is the running back next to Eisenmenger. And to Meback up the middle. St. Joe is there. Meback has lost that explosiveness, I'd say, Ken. He had a Real good start to this game, but he's played a lot and just doesn't have that firepower when he gets the, the carry. Well, St. Joe went back to a five-man front, too. St. Joe defending against the run. You wonder if now maybe something's up over the top, and we'll see if Eisenmanger maybe looks for Porter here or perhaps Dalton O'Neill. Jay Saunders, the receivers, on something over the top. You're right, heavy set for St. Joe, stacking the box. It goes to... Me back again, left side on a sweep, and he's got a first down past the 25. They're calling fumble. And St. Joe says they've got it. They're celebrating, they and they do. St. Joe takes over. Boy, me back cut just at the right time and got first down distance. Coughed it up. Me back was looking for the line to gain. He had a first down, but it came out as he was falling to the turf. And St. Joe, a huge turnover with 3.50 left. They control this one, a three-point lead. 38-35. Well, somehow, someway, you have to shut them down early. With only 3.50 left. Which has been plenty of time for Unity if they have the ball. Unity only has one timeout. St. Joe has all three. St. Joe can just hold on to the ball. They'll be in good shape. See how conservative they want to be. Spartans address the line of scrimmage. Three wide receivers. Smith will hand it off to Justice Wirtz. Wirtz rolls right. They sealed that off nicely. Good job by the Rockets' defense. The secondary comes in to cut off Wirtz's avenues. He had to scamper to his right, brought down in front of his own bench. Importantly, though, stayed in bounds. The clock does run, 3.30. Spartans are moving right to left. They're on their own 25. Long way to go to get to the end zone, but I don't think the end zone's their goal here so much as just running down that clock. Second and nine, three-point lead. 3.10 and ticking. Shotgun trips left with Wirtz to now the left of Smith as he shifts sides. And Smith will keep it himself up the middle. Smith has space. Up the middle, past the 45, 50-yard line. He's brought down, holds onto the ball on his way down. Unity was looking for the fumble, but couldn't root it loose. Smith across midfield by a yard to the 49. Goes for a gain of 26. Uh -huh. 
It's a loud first down. Clock runs at 2.45. Unity can't afford another one of those. Unity has one timeout. They've not used it yet. 2.30 and ticking. First and 10 for the Rockets, or for the Spartans, pardon me. Rockets trailing by three, needing a stop. Flag in before the line, or before the snap. Oh. <laughs> and someone, uh, we'll see if this sparks a delay. Won't identify the player. They'll wave <laughs> the flag off. Someone has uh, gotten sick down there on the field. We'll leave that a private moment. Uh, we'll, won't give that out over the airwaves. He's we'll leaving see. it all on the field. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and. We'll see if that sparks a delay here or a stoppage. 2.29 left in the game. I'm not quite sure what the protocol is there on a turf field and how you, <laughs> if you can really clean it up, we'll see what happens. But that does stop the clock at 2.29. St. Joe's lead is 38-35 over rival Unity. Spartans trailed for most of this game, led once in the first half. This is their first lead of the second half. And they're trying to hold on to the finish line. Ball will be on the 49 when we resume. And they will run the clock. So the clock now, game clock at 2.20. Play clock at 15. And they waved that flag off, apparently. I wonder if it was perhaps on the player that got sick yeah. and they said, well, hey, we, we, we understand there perhaps why that might have been a, a false start or offsides. St. Joe will run this all the way down. The play clock at zeros. They call a timeout. Stops the clock with two minutes and three seconds left in regulation. What a win this would be for St. Joseph Ogden, Ken. Well, yeah, it's both teams probably identify some things to work on, but the uh, most of it on defense, I think. Two minutes and three seconds left. It is. A three-point game. St. Joseph Ogden has a first down. Trying to run the clock out. Unity has one timeout. St. Joseph Ogden now has two left. And I would think that if Unity is not using its timeout, St. Joseph Ogden will use its at the very end of the play clock. So here we go, first down and 10, 49-yard line just inside the 50. Here's an option play, pitch back to Wirtz. Wirtz has enough for the first down, drops his shoulder, and that might do it. Needed the 39, got the 38 on an option play, a speed option. And Logan Smith made the right decision. Clock will, clock will run in a minute and 50 seconds. And down to a minute 40. Play clock at 10. 
St. Joseph Ogden, a three-point leader over Unity. Trying to run the clock out here. Here's Logan Smith. Running back next to him. Two, one. They will snap it. Here's Wirtz. Wirtz running right. Wirtz has to cover the ball. He does. And he's brought down at the 35, shy of the line to gain. We'll see when Unity uses its timeout, but can the math is going to work against him yeah. here. I don't know that they can. I don't know that they can. They might have. Well, it's down to a minute and five, and the game clock, uh, the play clock's at 25. I don't think Unity can really do anything, even no, with only, that timeout. Only second down. St. Joseph Ogden is 48 seconds away from a win over rival Tolono Unity. In Tolono, and they'll kneel it. Down goes Logan Smith. And that'll do it. Unity can't use its timeout. The game clock under the play clock, and that's it. Look at the celebration on the St. Joseph Ogden bench. They've come into Hicks Field, and they will knock off our tribal Tolono Unity. The Rockets already on the field for the handshake. And that'll do it. Ten seconds left. This one is about to go final. St. Joseph Ogden, 38, Unity, 35. It came down to that one play, the halfback pass. After we had criticized that formation... (laughs) mercilessly in the in the moments leading up yeah. to that. Coy Taylor yeah. throws the winning touchdown right. pass. On fourth, on fourth down. To Tanner Seams on fourth and ten, and that's going to be the play that wins it. Post-game handshake line goes off without a hitch, and now St. Joseph Ogden heads back to its bench to celebrate with its fans that have made the short drive over from St. Joe and Ogden to Tolono. What a game that was. And a huge rivalry game. You know, last season started pretty similarly to this one for the Spartans. Big win at Monticello a year ago. And the feeling was that maybe they had a chance after that showing to come in and knock off Unity. That game didn't go the way they wanted at Dick Duval Field. Well, Unity lost their opener last year and when they tick off 13 and games before they lost one. Hardly lost again, but to uh, Williamsville there in the final, in the semifinal round of the Class 3A tournament. And there's the student section. Going to swarm the St. Joe players on the bench. Scott Hamilton already talking to the Rockets there in their post-game huddle. What a game that was. We'll sneak in a quick break and come back to wrap this one up. Stick around. The News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5 High School football game of the week. Coming back for more after this as St. Joe beats Unity. At Prospect Bank, we have a powerful way to manage your debit cards anytime, anywhere. Select cards within your e-mobile app to turn your card on or off, put lost or stolen cards on lockdown, add your card to the digital wallet, set alerts, add travel plans, and so much more. Visit bankprospect.com forward slash manage cards to learn more about the power in the palm of your hand. We are Prospect Bank, the bank that brings you more opportunities. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams. I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media phones for their competitive advantage. Pavlov Media VoIP phones provide an elite class of communication systems you can use to elevate your business. Businesses anywhere in the United States can set up and use VoIP phones. 
Head over to pavlovmedia.com slash B2B to find out more. Welcome back to Hicks Field, where for the first time since 2018, St. Joseph Ogden, a winner against Unity, a 38-35 final score. Joey Wright and Ken Reefstag in with you. Jason Liggett, our producer, back at the ranch in Champaign. Appreciate his help. And Ken, what a postgame scene that was. St. Joseph Ogden, you can tell how much this game meant to them. <laughs> Big celebration afterward. The end of the game, I feel like, kind of snuck up on me. I don't know if I did a great job of taking our listeners there to, to what was at stake because it seemed like as back and forth as these teams were going, eventually time just ran out. Yeah. St. Joe had the ball, and that was it. Well, you would have felt like Unity had a chance to win it if they'd had the ball back with any time left at all. But uh, um, a couple of first downs in there, and that that was it. How frustrating is that? I mean, whether you're playing, whether you're coaching, whether you're a fan, watching on TV or out at a ball game, just watching. You know, you know you've got a chance, and you've got some timeouts to work with, right? But you, you watch that opposing offense just keep getting first down after first down that's one of the worst feelings in sports i think well the loser of a game like this is going to look at films and see a lot of opportunities that were missed or handed to them and uh one was uh the, the crucial one was at near the end of the game when unity had uh, saint joe back um at midfield and it ended up with the fourth down halfback pass and uh, it was really that two or three plays in there that turned it not one that Unity will soon forget. You see Scott Hamilton down on the field talking with Scott Ritchie of the News Gazette. Scott will have a story on this one in tomorrow's paper. And it's also going to be a tough feeling for Unity watching St. Joseph Ogden come into your home field and celebrate. Not an over-the-top celebration, but an energetic celebration. And well, they might meet again in the playoffs. I remember in about 1994-95, Unity went to St. Joe at the last game of the season and got waxed. And the next week, Unity laid the wood on him in the first round of the playoffs. So these teams will get better, and it would be fun to meet them deep in the playoffs. As we just talked about a moment ago, Unity last year lost its opener to Prairie Central, great Hawks team last season, and then didn't lose again until Williamsville in the Class 3A semifinal round. So you never know. It's it's early on. Yep. What get them next week. What a game this was. And looking at what these teams have in one week's time. Prairie Central on the docket for St. Joseph Ogden Spartans. The feeling around the middle Illini Prairie, or the Illini Prairie Conference, pardon me, is that that's a Prairie Central team that is going to get better as the season goes along. So perhaps the Spartans walking into a tough one there. That's at home at Dick Duval Field. And then Unity has its first road game of the year. Brand new turf field at Illinois Valley Central. Chillicothe IVC. Long road trip for the Rockets next week, but certainly a game you'd think they would be the heavy favorites in. From there, a tough non-conference game for Unity against St. Teresa. And then they are at Bloomington Central Catholic. They will host Pontiac, travel to Rantoul, host Paxton Buckley Loda, and travel to Monticello to end the season. And for St. Joseph Ogden, going back to the Spartans, they've got Illinois Valley Central at home in week four. Then they're at Carterville for their non-conference game. Host Bloomington Central Catholic at Pontiac. They will host Rantoul on October 13th, and then they are at Paxton Buckley Loda to end the season, regular season, on October 20th. But two wins for St. Joseph Ogden already. 
And against two tough opponents, Monticello and Unity, they've got to be feeling good about not only their playoff chances, but what they can do in the playoffs. I know it's early, but it's a good way to start the season. Well, you give them the inside track on the conference already. Yeah. So. See what happens as we move through this one. Back to name our player of the game and send you on your way on a Friday evening. Thanks for listening to the News Gazette and Light Rock 97.5. St. Joseph Ogden, your winner, 38-35. We'll be back for one more segment after this. Stick around. Hi, my name is Isaiah Williams, and I am a football wide receiver, and my competitive advantage is my speed. Businesses across central Illinois rely on Pavlov Media's managed IT for their competitive advantage. Firewall configuration, virus protection, and server management are some of the managed IT solutions Pavlov Media can use to elevate your business. Executives across central Illinois can set up and use managed IT for their business. Head over to pavlovmedia.com B2B to find out more. Want to know what's happening with your money the moment it occurs? Use Prospect Bank to experience the ease and convenience of e-mobile banking. Never miss a bill with scheduled monthly payments. Send, request, or split your money with friends and family easily using Zelle. Receive monthly statements electronically. Digital Wallet is a smart, secure, and easy way to make payments. What do you get by utilizing state-of-the-art banking services? Endless opportunities. We are Prospect Bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Welcome back to St. Joseph. Uh, well, well, I guess we're in Tolono this week. We were in St. Joseph last week, but we're in Tolono tonight. Hicksfield, the site for the Light Rock 97.5. And News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week. I'm Joey Wright. Want to thank our guest color analyst tonight, Ken Reifsteck. He had to take off a little early tonight. He's making his way out of Hicksfield, but did a terrific job. A lot of fun to work with Ken tonight. It will be a new color analyst each week on Light Rock 97.5 this season. Also a call to Jeff Primer, who I understand was tuned in tonight for his work last week. I know he had a lot of fun and, and did a great job last week, too. I know Jeff's excited. His St. Joseph Ogden Spartans are off to a 2-0 and start in the 2023 campaign. It was a big win for the Spartans tonight, 38-35, first win over Unity since 2018. And when you look at where these teams were at coming into play tonight, it played out similarly to last year. St. Joseph Ogden, a big winner against Monticello one year ago. Didn't fare as well against the Spartans, or against the Rockets, I should say, in week two as they'd hoped. It's a game they surely didn't forget, and Came out and avenged that loss tonight, 38-35 win. Unity did lose its opener last year against Prairie Central. Beat Prairie Central to open this season. But for the second straight year, the Rockets are 1-1 one one to open the campaign. Player of the game tonight, and it is a little hard with no stats in front of us, but we'll give it to Logan Smith, Smith for the second straight week. Smith, the quarterback for the... Spartans engineering some drives, making plays when it counted. Had a hand in a lot of touchdowns tonight. You could make a case, too, for Coy Taylor. Came in and threw what wound up being the game-winning touchdown on a little bit of a trick play midway through the fourth quarter. Lined up 20 yards behind the line of scrimmage. Caught a lateral pass from Logan Smith and then found Tanner Seams in the end zone for what wound up being the game winning touchdown. And I have to say, too, first time out seeing Unity this season, was impressed with sophomore quarterback Dane Eisenbanger. Had a nice 
effort under center. Spartans had a little bit of an edge, forced uh, one turnover on Eisenmenger on a tipped pass that Eisenmenger uh, maybe could have thrown a tick higher, but those are mistakes that happen over the course of a game. Led some really good drives. Unity was getting up and down the field quickly in the first half. And that will be a name to know. Dan Eisenmenger is going to have a terrific career under center for the Rockets. Would expect big things from him moving forward this season. We are in Monticello next week on Saturday. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School football game of the week coming at you one day late. Illinois and Kansas is what you'll hear on Friday night. Stick around for more details on that game and who our guest analyst will be. Got a name in mind I think you'll like, so hang out with us. Follow us on social media, WHMS975 on Twitter and on Facebook. We'll have that update for you early next week. And, of course, on Light Rock 97.5, tomorrow night, Illinois football opening up its 2023 season against Toledo. Both those teams getting the same amount of attention in the AP preseason poll. Four votes apiece. That's a Toledo team coming off a strong year in the Mid-American Conference last year and ambitions of uh, potentially winning the MAC again this year. It's going to be a tough test for the Illini. Pre-game will start at 4.30 on Light Rock 97.5 and News Talk 1400. Kickoff at 6.30. Join us for that. Until then, I'm Joey Wright. I want to thank our entire crew one more time. My broadcast partner tonight was Ken Reefsteck. Did a terrific job stepping in here. Second guest analyst we've had this season. Jason Liggett doing terrific work in our studio, making sure we're on the air and sounding good, making us sound better than we deserve. We appreciate his help. And Matt Daniels and Joe Vizzelli, Back at 2101 Fox Drive, putting out the paper, gathering scores, writing up recaps on a lot of these games in our area tonight. Pick up tomorrow's News Gazette to see how it all transpired or find us online, newsgazette.com. That's all from Tolono tonight where St. Joseph Ogden is a 38-35 winner over the Unity Rockets. I'm Joey Ryan. Have a terrific and safe rest of your Friday evening and a great weekend. Catch you next week on Light Rock 97.5. The Light Rock 97.5 and News Gazette High School Football Game of the Week has been powered by Pavlov Media. Sign up today for Light Up Your Life Fiber Internet at pavlovmedia.com. It's also brought to you by Prospect Bank. A podcast of tonight's game will soon be available at our website, newsgazette.com and whms.com. Your home for high school football and the Illini is Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana, a Champaign multimedia group station.